When you partner with Axon, you immediately gain access to a full range of products and solutions designed to meet the complex needs of today's grower. We carry all major brands and sizes of tires and wheels. We specialize in large diameter wheels for large equipment. We have one of the largest OEM replacement wheel inventories in North America. Known for extreme flotation setups, duals, and triples, we have wheels for all makes and models of tractors, sprayers, combines, and grain carts. If we don't have the wheel in stock, we'll custom build, sandblast, and paint in-house. There isn't a more vast inventory in North America dedicated to helping dealers move more iron. With facilities on the West Coast and in the heart of the Midwest, leverage our 230,000 square feet of indoor inventory to solve any problem a grower may have. Move more iron with Axon. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by these great sponsors. Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. No matter how you buy your ag equipment, whether it's from a dealer, an auction, or a private party, Ag Direct can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. TractorZoom has access to over $20 billion in heavy equipment sales data. TractorZoom's Iron Comps is the industry's trusted solution for transparent equipment values and auctionable pricing insights. This podcast is brought to you by Anvil AppWorks. The Dealer Connect CRMI app with integrated inventory management is an affordable Salesforce-based solution for your dealership. Create connected customer experience and transform how you work. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving iron time and time again. Through the years you'll find us here. Moving Iron. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. This is Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by Iron Solutions, powered by Randall Riley. I have Randy Ty here. And uh, Randy, how you doing, man? Very good. Thank you very much for having us on the show here. No, man, I appreciate it. I love having you guys on here. So we've got, it is uh, that time of the year where a lot of um, kind of pre-buying, pre-planning, New machines showing up from the factory, ready for that spring uh, a spring run. Here we got planting season coming up here, not too far away. We got a lot of a lot of things going on that will absolutely um, show what what's going to happen here and, and the way things are moving forward. And the biggest part of all that, more than anything, is the um, the trade process that goes along with that. So um, I know if it's like us, you know, we have a lot of a lot of stuff that comes in on trade that we are waiting on. I think everybody's in the same boat as you're waiting on this stuff to come in. From the factory, um, you looked at a trade-in six, eight, nine, 12 months ago, 18 months ago in some cases, and you're trying to go through that process and really, really dial that in. And you have a product called Iron HQ that has a, a trade evaluator process inside of that. So, Randy, let's talk a little bit about that and, and, and what you see happening out there. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, you're exactly right. We are coming up with some challenging times. Anytime there's a big swing in the market, you know, inventory's picking up, whatever. You know, we as purchases of iron, you know, it's our biggest thing we're buying every day as, as, as sure. purchases of, in our industry is, is, is getting a handle on it. What's going on? There's predictions. Everybody's got their own tools on how to... Um, supposedly picked the correct number. And, and what we have with Iron HQ uh, helps bring that all together. I, I think of Iron HQ more of a than a CRM or a quoting tool, but it's a workflow tool. You know, a okay. basic CRM could be an Excel sheet with a guy's name on it and phone numbers. You keep track of the guy. So what we like to do is is, is create a workflow process. And and what I, I just talked a little bit about today about the, the trade-in process. And, and that's where we need to figure out what we're going to pay for this stuff is before we own it. We all seen those mistakes where, the deal's already been made and we paid what, <laughs> you know, that's, uh, you know, yeah, a great, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, been there. Yeah. Uh, I, as, as maybe I've said in four different meetings, I've been in this industry all my life. Last six years was as a whole goods inventory manager for a 19 store complex. So I certainly feel the pain, understand the, the, the challenges. And before I come to HQ, I was using HQ, but these are some of the things that, that I helped with that process and helped learn from our dealership and what is the, is the right way to do it or, or, or a good way to do it. So we have a workflow process. And if it's all right, I'll, I'll just quickly show my screen and, and maybe that'll create some questions uh, uh, mm -hmm. for you on, on what we look at here. So Absolutely. So you should be able to see it now, should you? Do you have my uh, screen with the yep. dashboard that you seen a minute ago? All right, cool. Yes, sir. So, yep. so the really, really neat thing that we have with Iron HQ and the work process and, and incorporating Iron Guides into Iron HQ. You know, lots of people use Iron Guides. Uh, different brands have it under a different name, but we're familiar with the product. We understand the research and work that goes into that and all the reports that contribute to the values and prices we have in there. And everybody knows John Walmack and how hard he is doing and making sure that's that's coming out right. So. What we do is we we take that information so we can use the mobile app. Um, that's one opportunity is use the mobile app where sales we can go out Wednesday, Thursday, Friday kind of thing, do some road trips, look at the information, put the pictures in his mobile app, appraise the unit, follow along with the inspection sheets and so on. And then it automatically loads up to HQ um, under um just under here. We have my saved appraisal. So as a manager, this would be all my appraisals coming up here that we'd be able to draw on, salesman would be able to, or the manager would be able to look at um, as he is uh, getting ready or the salesman's back in, here's the most recent appraisals that were just popped up. And so a very nice feature for kind of sand before the salesman gets back, but let's take it the next step and assume that the salesman is back to the dealership and he's entered the appraisal into the trade-in. So one of the reports that I build, and that's that's one of the things I do, is work with dealers even on an ongoing basis and help them set up HQ, get it, uh, be able to use it. The best case scenario, we're we're doing on-site training with dealers that have had HQ years that that we're just giving them a refresher course. But this is one of the processes that we talk about, and as you can see, these are all the appraisals that happen to be in an in a opportunity, a deal. And and we see at the minute the salesman says yes and hits the save button. Um, and 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 has that deal built? Please review or yes, manager, can you have a look at it? Because we have workflows in there for as well too. And so here's an example of a of a customer, a made up customer, and a salesman. And and um, the description is is just the description of the quote was generated by our demo accounts, which shows up like that. But we have a quick snapshot of the of the view, and that's it is a tractor. So as a manager, I know we're looking at a tractor. I know it come from this customer. Maybe he's a good customer. Maybe he's not. And and um, it's a it happens to be a John Deere in this case sixty seven fifteen cab the year uh, serial number two to be determined yet 
But one thing maybe not a lot of people understand with a trade guide, we can, iron guides, we can set the percentages that we want to be. So we have some dealers at the end of hang season that might say, all hay tools, I want to be at 85% of guide because we're going to be six months before we're going to really sell them and maybe the value is going to drop down. Or we're in a market like we were two years ago and there's hardly enough loader tractors around. And, and so if it's a, we can set it so it's a, between a three and five-year-old loader tractor of these three brands, we could be 120% of guys. You know, we know what the future is. We know what the, that there's some strong opportunity there. So we can set that. And in this report, we just give you a reminder of where it is set that you as a manager is set ahead of time. The guide said it's worth 52,137. Salesman here said, let's leave it at 52,137. And, and the one thing that I added on here that I really find useful as a manager viewing this is that lots of times we kind of get agree, everybody agreeing with the sales price, but we lose our potential profit because we don't pay much attention to the recon. That's not often a question talked about. So here we get an example of in his deal, what is the recon he's going to set it at? And oh, he's got margin, 6.41. Uh, so maybe he's off target margin. Maybe we want to be more like 10%. And that's why this is one is bold compared to the rest is the target margin is 10% and he's only at 6.41. So okay. just kind of a red flag for you to have a look at, <clears throat> uh, tells you what it's going to book at. So here we go that we're going to own this at even with reconditioning off, we're going to own it at 46.9 and guide said it's worth 52. You know, do you believe in guide? Do you, do you want to be 110% a guide? Do you want to be 90% a guide? But the beauty of using guide is it's a third party reference as my, Dad would say years ago, it's someplace to put the dummy end of the tape measure on. Where do we start? Where are we going with from here as a reference? And we have lots of places for trade notes. When somebody wants to put a notes in and so on. So the beauty of this workflow process, that even if it's a single store dealership or the salesman's down the hall or the other side of the state, I can go in and, and I could edit that opportunity and view the opportunity or I could edit this. So I could go in and say, no, he doesn't have enough recon. I'm familiar with this customer. I want to adjust the recon to $4,500 and it would adjust his deal and he'd be able to go ahead and, and pass that number onto the uh, onto the farmer. He would know that his trade has been appraised. So as compared to sharing emails back and forth where, what do you think on this? Give me all the details. Okay, now I write an email back. I think we should be here. Or if I want multiple people to view it, it can all be viewed by different individuals. And then we put a filter on here as an example that I can look up all appraisals I've ever done. So in this in this example, I've only got 2,317, but you can imagine dealers with this for 10 years. Uh, let's just pick a model that I know there's a few in there. That'll look up all the appraisals ever done on, a, on that model uh, tractor. Pretty, pretty handy. I can look back and see where the guide was back in 14. This one was done in 2014. The guide said it was worth them. Um, uh, 41,731, and we were at 41,5. Uh, four years later, drops down to 28,173. So pretty neat thing that we can look back at previous guides compared to we were, and then another really popular uh, column we have here is where was the deal wind up? So did we get the deal? Did we not get the deal? I think it teaches people or shows people that if we appraised 10 of these same models in a row and didn't get any of them, you know, maybe we need to pay a little bit more for it. Maybe, maybe why are we missing them so bad and so on. Um, so really nice process, put that in, for, in, in front of different people. And then we, we use the next tool to go with that part of the appraising and putting a value in used equipment, obviously is what we paid for or what we sold it for, pardon me. And so here's an example of a report that has a click of a button with an HQ. We build it for 
for for um, uh, people at dealerships, whether it be a manager or whatever, or even salesman. We can look up everything we sold historically. And I have dealers, uh, no one in particular that has had HQ for uh, almost 10 years, and they probably got 14,000 used recording sales in there that they can look at with a click and look at all of them and, and where they've been historically and what they've done. And then we throw another column in here, what they sold it for, that's total proceeds, selling price, and total cost where we were at the time. Yep. So some great information. Again, we want to throw the TM-135 in there as an example. If you remember in the previous report, it sold three that were on, um, on a sold one, closed one opportunity. There they are, what we sold them for and what our cost was. And you can open them up and say, oh, this one's unusual. That one's 65. These are made up numbers, of course, on our demo account. This one sold for 65. These two sold for 41.5. Wonder what the difference is. Sure enough, you can open up that opportunity, maybe see that it was equipped something unusual or it had a complete engine job or who knows what was that altered that deal. You can see at a glance so you don't get sucked into the idea that, that well, the last one we sold for 65, but the reality is the first two we sold were only 41. Yeah. yeah. As lots of people so, just remember the <clears throat> number. Yeah. So here's a question for you. So back to the recon, and you're, you're exactly right. You're spot on off what you said there that. That's the quickest and fastest way to lose money. You can make a bunch of money or you can lose a bunch of money with recon. And That's I think right. one thing is, is the consistency in the recon process and what that what does that look like? Is that, you know, what are you doing with the machine that's got, <clears throat> excuse me, what are you doing with the machine that's got X number of hours on it? Or, uh, you know, is it an ABCD type of deal where this is an A-level machine? This is a, doesn't require a loss. It's a certified pre-owned type of approach to this piece of equipment. The dealers that you work with, how much inconsistency do you see and and how much uh, from one store to the next and one, you know, the same tractor might have 2,500 bucks on it and the guy two stores away might have $5,000 on it and there's no rhyme or reason as to why that is. I mean, what's that consistency look like to you with the dealers you work with? It's without a doubt all over the place and everybody's searching for that golden ring as we go around the circle. Sure. And so one of the things that I did at the dealership I was at before as, as used equipment managers is I built a chart like this. And I got all this information out of HQ. Uh, it's all there for us to get. Uh, and I, I took some time and put it together on a single report. But this is an example of a certain model machine uh, that the dealership I was at, we sold very a lot of them. It was a certain model combine in a certain year. And and we just looked at one, one model combine in one year to get a template on that product within the group. And so this went from 2014 to 2020. When And of that, again, the same model machine, same year. And then we normalize all the hours. Something with Something like Mr. Walmack does, John does for his stuff. I took that information and said, okay, what does that mean to me locally? And, and one of the things I'd like to point out is that the guide is a reference, not the gospel. And so in this perfect example, this orange line is where the guide said it would sell for every quarter. The gray line across the top is a great indicator because that's where the guide started at. And I could see after six years, the guide had dropped 37% or whatever. Give me an idea how to use this as a predictive tool. Um, the black dots are where we retailed the combine. And I took the initiative to look at every single retail. This is the right number. So that's the total number of combines we sold of that model year and model. And so what I, when I have salesmen come up to me and say, well, I just sold one for 120% a guide. I must be able to put that in a one-year-old. That's not the truth. One-year-old, we struggled hitting the guide. 
We were a large volume dealer doing lots of flips. So the reality is, is the guy doesn't take into consideration my new value prices using fleet yeah. and all those kind of discounts, right? And it sure. is just kind of a one of, and that's not the light world we live in. And so the reality is that I could, with this type of information, I was able to push back and say, no, if it is a three, the seven-year-old combine in this series, because it was a strong combine for us and strong product and so on, we can be 110, 115% a guide right there. And then what I did to answer your question, I apologize, it took a long time to get there, but I also plotted the average reconditioning on a per quarterly basis. And that helped us immensely. So it took the it took the emotion out of putting a number on it. Where have we been on a five-year-old machine and what has been our average reconditioning? You know, yeah. then you give the, the team some leeway to say, okay, you can be 115% and you need to be this average recon. And we want the local manager to decide, okay, well, this guy's combine's a poor one. He hasn't done any fixing. I need to increase my recon or it's just been through the shop and they paid everything. I'm prepared to lower my recon. But without this kind of information, a guy's flying blind. So I put it all together. And then what I would do is meet with the sales team, look at this chart and say, okay, guys, as a group, where do you think this line is going to go for the next quarter, next six months? And we would just extend this chart out and say, okay, I think we're going to be here or it's still a strong product or, you know, we all know those products that we can feel it just, you know, there's a new model coming and it's a complete change. And we all feel that the world's going to change on a dime, you know, spin right around on that product. We can say, no, it's going to flat right off. This is where we think we're going to be, or our inventory is strong, or we've had a, we've seen a big drop on where we were because, so many people want to hang their hats on the last sale, right? Sure. As, yep. as the salesman, I want to sell all my combines for this. No question about it. It's going to happen. As an inventory guy, I'm going to say they're all going to sell for this. <laughs> right. Right. You know, exactly. You know yep. what I mean? And so yep. this, this was a tool that we get out of HQ and, and utilize using those other reports to give us a good handle. And what I did, actually, I had about six different product categories that I looked at, Um a certain type of combine, a different type of combine, a, uh, a sprayers, track tractors, wheel tractors, and I think a loader tractors in there, but that's a pretty broad category. But, and then the nice thing about this is this was just ongoing maintenance once it was built. It was just a matter right. of plotting the sale. And when the sales department challenges on where we're going to go with this, I think we can do better. Fine. Show me the sales. We'll plot it on the chart. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's the whole thing. Data, data really lies. You know what I mean? It, it, it's typically pretty cut and dry. <clears throat> that's what that looks yeah. like. And right, so that's, so uh, that's some of the stuff we did. Yep. Okay. Uh, so here we are looking at trade values and, and we'll, we're in a uh, still a pretty hectic market. I think it's the best way to put that. A lot of volatility out there right now. Uh, yep. We were on a, uh, for the last 18 months, we've probably been on a a pretty steep uh, trajectory uh, as far as prices as they go up just because of availability and what you see in there starting to feel like there's some I don't know, softening of the market's not the right word but i think getting back to more of a, a normal range is probably the right the right term to put in there so i think as you're looking at your overall um kind of outlook here for for 23 and especially this first quarter um what are you seeing out there and how, how are you seeing pricing reflect uh, maybe year over year or, you know, yeah. just kind of some of the stuff that you're tracking out there? Well, certainly a combination of things. There's no doubt about that. Um, mm -hmm. I would I would be the first one to promote the idea that if somebody's buying millions of dollars worth of equipment, and we don't understand that role sometimes, our parts department 
the guys at the counter don't have the authority to order a box of filters without somebody talking about it. And, and we're buying three, four, five hundred thousand dollar items kind of at a whim. <laughs> so um, I, I think there's going to be a lot driven ourselves. We're all going to step back. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of and a lot of um concern, I guess is the word, or anticipation, you know, where where are we going? Sure. And data will help us with that. Uh, because there's going to be certain commodities and certain products, and that's what I think of most of our products is a commodity. There's going to be certain they're going to be long on. Uh, I'm concerned about combines myself. I see that out there. We're getting backed up a little bit. Yeah. I think we've got lots of room yet for tractors. I think that market was short, filling it with new ones. So I think there's still some pressure uh, on 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 the number of units out there, on inventories mm-hmm. on tractors. So I think we're fairly safe there as long as people don't get silly. Um, but but I think prices are going to be driven down as much by the dealers that are concerned about where it's going, what they're paying for them, to really what the customer is going to agree to pay for them. I really do. Sure. Yeah. And I would I would agree with what you're saying. I mean, I. Combines are a, uh, what do you call that? A necessary evil, I guess, is the best way to put it. I mean, it's it's one of those yeah. things where uh, sometimes I feel like if you have more than one, you've got too many. And sometimes if you have one, you've got too many. So um, it's it's the uh, the constant battle there with combines are the first thing to deteriorate in price and the last thing to come uh, rebound in price when, when things turn around. Looking at tractors, totally agree with what you're saying. I think tractor market has still got some, some ability to to maintain some similar prices, but to your point, you got to be very cautious about about where you're booking those things at. And what does that look like? Um, One thing that I'm paying attention to, just because of the time of year we're going in, I love your feedback on this. Is, is plant the planter market and and what you see happening there, and and how how are you using HQ um, Iron HQ and your trade guides to look at planters? Well, we have that other category where if anybody <clears throat> posts an hour and 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 because um, corn planters back up a little bit, corn planters aren't a product that is listed in trade guides just because there's sure. there is so many variables and so on. But we oh, do yeah. have recorded sales in there, planters and planters is a category that um, is like combines, and I think sprayers somewhat that. Lots of people, customers are sitting on some really good planters yeah. <laughs> that don't yeah. need to do anything with them. You know, it's mm-hmm. they, they 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 got great technology combines. You know, guys are rolling combines every year, every two years. Same with sprayers. And so, I think planters could be one that that takes a bit of back a bit of pressure on the price on the idea that there is some other costs coming up. Uh, uh, is there some worry about commodity prices? Interest is creeping up a little bit. Just like combines, I do believe there's going to be some pressure on planters because everybody's got lots of good planters. Like um, sure. they got the farmer themselves have lots of capacity. Are they going to sit back? So we can look at that as far as sales history, because of course this appraisal process it doesn't have to be in iron guides. Uh, if there's no number here, it means like this. This was a, a, a three point fork, so there was nothing in guides, but we were still able to see what the salesman wanted to put in it. And then we could also use our history on the same thing on planters. But that's a market that is really takes some hands on and, and would be very, very tough to um, check the boxes and say it's worth X. Uh, you know, all these yeah. add-ons, these third parties and mm-hmm. what those kits are worth and 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 what the customer is prepared to give them up for. Because in lots of people's mm-hmm. minds, the reality is that I'm not sure if those third-party kits are worth anything on resale because wow. maybe the next guy doesn't like them. But it's... um. Yeah. All we can offer is history. Um, we can take some of our charts and use that history and take some of those charts and 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 show our own iron guides. Uh, 
vault ultimately, our own uh, process, our own sales process. Um, but the planners are going to be tough. I, I, I yep. think um, I think planners are going to be very tough. Yeah, I think that's the uh, that's a tough what you brought up there towards the end was kind of my next question here as we wrap things up. But it is what what happens with the the, the planner market and the demand for used planners when more and more folks are taking a look at um, whether it's a, the deer option or the precision plan option of, of upgrading that old planner into into a quote unquote new a new planner and what does that look like and to your point what are those kits worth and how do we how do we determine what that looks like and more and more machinery I think is going to have that um, that approach to it of you know technology that you can retrofit back into an older model of power unit of some sort and, and what does that look like but right now planners is the only real common um, machine out there where you can you can take an old planner and make it new again and just keep yeah. as long as your bar is good you know you can keep you can keep upgrading that stuff as it goes along. It'll be interesting to see what happens in that marketplace over the next, you know, this season going into to 24, 25 uh, with more and more of these upgrade kits being, being sold. It'll be really yeah. interesting to watch that market. Uh, if I could just, if I could touch base on that, it, the bright mm -hmm. dealers that embrace that will do very well in that because we have an example yep. of that in the construction side. Uh, uh, um, Caterpillar can rebuild almost any product they've ever sold. Sure. And I know companies, dealerships, uh, over my 45 years in the equipment business, I did spend a couple of years with a couple of cat dealers. And it was amazing for them to see to buy the, an old scraper, an old crawler, um, sure. and just completely rebuild it to uh, certain specifications that Caterpillar would even offer warranty on it. And so yeah. they embraced that. They just said, okay, what a great idea. I sell labor, I sell parts, I maybe solve a problem because they didn't really want the trade as it was. And, and offer that back up to the customer. So I think there's an opportunity to pre-sell that idea to a gentleman's old planter or take older planters that are on the ground and make them new uh, to meet the standards that the customer wants, almost built to spec. I think is a great opportunity yeah. for some dealers out there. Uh, it'd be a great winter work project. You can start to, you can start working on them in June kind of thing as soon as the guys were done with them. But we do have to understand that some of these kits uh, not the rebuild kits, but these new ideas like sprayers that we've seen and different things like that maybe didn't pan out that we have to understand they'll have no value to the next guy. So we all have to be careful on that. Yep. Yeah. That's just, that's the, uh, that's the, uh, as more of these kits come out, you know, like you're talking about the Caterpillar size, more of these kits come out and more of these things take place, watching how those, how that uh, marketplace unfolds and then what's it do to the power unit, you know, and start having the conversation of, is my XYZ piece of equipment worth strictly based around what it can be upgraded to? And is that going to affect the marketplace? So it's, it's uh, I guess, a brave new world, I guess is the way to put it. And there's yeah. a lot of stuff coming at us here. So it'll be yeah. interesting to watch how things play. Well, the guys that are willing to kind of get out of the old ways and, and look at that and, and, our our dealerships quite often are more often than not are driven by the sales department. So that's maybe not that if it's acceptable an idea to the sales department to not sell the guy a new planner, but let's rebuild his old one. Um, but but if a, the right mindset is set upon it, I think it 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 can be a good opportunity. I know I'm, you know, just to repeat myself on 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 the cat dealers or industrial dealers overall, they seen that as a great uh, profit center. It was uh, and the customer was happy and. It did solve a lot of problems. Yep, absolutely. 
Randy, appreciate you being on the podcast here. What's the best way for them to get a hold of you to get more information about Iron HQ? Uh, it's the easiest to just uh, email me at Randall Riley, Randy Ty at RandallRiley.com. Right on. Okay. Randy, I appreciate you being on the podcast, man. Look forward to uh, the next time. Right on. Let's do it again. Thank you. All right. I'm, Kay- I'm Casey Seymour with Moving Iron Podcast. Check me out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Moving Iron LLC. LinkedIn and Moving Iron Podcast, and check out the YouTube version of this over on our YouTube channel, Moving Iron Podcast. Go to movingironllc.com for everything Moving Iron related, and you get more information about the Moving Iron Summit coming up here in Nashville, Tennessee, September 11th through the 13th, uh, Nashville, Tennessee. That's uh, not too far away from where their headquarters or Iron Solutions headquarters is out there in, in Franklin, right? Know where you guys are at? You betcha. That's right, okay. Franklin. I'd be glad to <clears throat> come over to that. Yeah, hop, hop, skip, and a jump down the road there. So check that out. So with that, I'm Casey Seymour with Randy Ty. It's going to be smart, folks. Out. Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. No matter how you buy your ag equipment, whether it's from a dealer, an auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. TractorZoom has access to over $20 billion in heavy equipment sales data. TractorZoom's IronComps is the industry's trusted solution for transparent equipment values and auctionable pricing insights. This podcast is brought to you by Anvil AppWorks. The Dealer Connect CRMI app with integrated inventory management is an affordable Salesforce-based solution for your dealership. Create connected customer experience and transform how you work. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardware.